1: Welcome to the Bamboo Pastors Podcast, a podcast that explores the joys and challenges of being an English-speaking pastor in a Chinese church. I'm Jalen Chan, and I'm here with my co-host, John Mon. Hey, everyone. Together, we host the Bamboo Pastors Podcast. We're glad that you're here with us. Come on in and have a seat at the table.
0: All right. Hello, listeners. It's good to be on with you tonight. I'm here with my good friend, Jalen. Jalen, it's good to see you and hang out with you. Full disclosure to our listeners, we're actually recording this uh, on a night where we've just recorded another episode, so uh, we probably won't be catching up right now, but we wanted to introduce our guest for today's episode, Um, and you'll find out in a moment why we're doing this, recording this separately, but um, we're going to be talking about something that we're very excited for, which is the Chinese Heritage Church Ministers Collective. And that's a a, a gathering of um, ministers and, or ministry workers that both of us are going to be attending later this year. So yeah, I'll let Jalen, you can just uh, fill our, get, our fill our listeners in a little bit on who we have on the podcast today.
1: Yeah, we have Enoch Liao, who is the lead English pastor at Boston Chinese Evangelical Church. We've had him on before, um, but he is one of the main organizers for this minister's collective and so we thought it'd be great to have him on just to share a little bit about it and again like you said full disclosure like I'm not part of this particular interview because I just couldn't make it um, so much appreciation for you flying solo uh, and so I'm excited for us to kind of talk about it but I'm looking forward to um, to this we're trying to get this episode out before the you know end of registration mm-hmm. uh, the, or the registration deadline so if people are interested please, you know, go check that out. But I'm I'm looking forward to just going down to Houston, um, meeting other English pastors, uh, hanging out with you, John. We haven't hung out in person for a, a little bit now, so mm-hmm. um, it'll be fun to do that. Um, I'm actually going to be staying with my sister in law and her husband. They both go to uh, the the church that's hosting, or it's actually, I guess, a a, a, a campus yeah. a campus of um the the church that they attend and so i'm really excited to see them and uh and and their little baby who just uh turned one not too long ago so i'll i'm really looking forward to it i think it's going to be really encouraging um i'm at a point i think right now with ministry where just because we're we're really leaning into and i shared this before we're really leaning into like interdependence and growing together as two congregations, a first generation congregation and a second genera- generation congregation. And it's, it's, it's straining. Um, it's, it's straining for me because I find that I'm spending a lot of time with our English ministry, fighting for what's valuable and important just in our, our own sort of in, independent congregation. Right. But also recognizing that there's so much work that needs to be done with interdependence and pursuing unity and working together and communicating. And so, um, it's exhausting and I think it'll be fun just to see and hang out with other English pastors who are, Mm -hmm. you know, going through the same thing. So I'm, I'm, I'm super excited about this, uh, this gathering coming up.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Me too. I, you know, I, some of what I'm looking forward to is going to probably come out in the episode that I recorded with, with Enoch, um, earlier this week, uh, that our listeners are about to hear, but I think just even today I was talking with, uh, a good friend of ours, someone who has been on the podcast before, and they were telling me that he and another friend are planning to be there, and I didn't realize that. So I'm just looking forward to, I think, meeting some of our guests who we have met on the podcast, but not in person, but also reuniting with some good friends um, who we've done ministry with over the years, and uh, and then meeting some brand new people, too. Uh, I think we had someone ask us if we are going to record at anything, like do a, a you know live session or something, live stream from the from um the collective and uh you know i think we jokingly had said oh maybe we should pack my microphone but I, I, there's a part of me that no guarantees or promises but i just feel like i want to be there to be present and not have to yeah. think about recording sure. stuff so maybe we'll just do a, you know like an instagram post insta story <laughs> oh <laughs> we're here and then that's probably enough that's it yeah. yeah yeah so
1: we'll see yeah regardless it'll be fun to be there so mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, well, we're going to drop the episode, and so enjoy.
0: All right, I'm here tonight uh, with our good friend and uh, no stranger to the podcast, Enoch Liao. Um, normally, we would be recording uh, this with Jalen, but he couldn't make it tonight, and so this is a first for me, Enoch, um, and I'm super excited to hang out with you, have this conversation. Um and the reason why, listeners, if you're wondering why we didn't just reschedule this fully, one, we had already rescheduled it once. Then, two, um, you know, there's a little bit of a deadline with some of the things that we're going to talk about, and you'll find out what that is in just a moment. Uh, and so we wanted to make sure we got this in in a timely manner. So, welcome back to the podcast, Enoch. Uh, I think maybe your third time on with us now. Um,
2: yeah, it's great to be here. It is the third time. and. And so your listeners know, I'm the reason and fault of which why we already had to reschedule once. I (laughs) profusely apologize on air (laughs) to both of you, but it's good to be back. It's good to see you. And I just love that we get to hang out and maybe the conversation I hope will encourage or bless someone.
0: Yeah. You know, the listeners can't see my smile right now, but it was not an issue to reschedule. You know, I think as pastors, we know sometimes things get up, our calendars get filled. And so I'm glad that we could still Find a night to to do this and it's particularly difficult I, I will add for those who are wondering uh scheduling like you know an hour to record something across three or four time zones is not an easy thing to do and so mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah we just appreciate you being on uh you know it's, it's been like maybe six months since you were last on um with us so uh you know, how have things been going? What's, what's the ministry been like? How are things going, uh, you know, with your family? Um, I think the last time we spoke, I guess it wasn't the last time we spoke, but the last time I saw you in person, you were like about to, um, you were about to get a dog, I think. (laughs) How's that go? Yeah. How's that going?
2: Oh, wow. That's right. That's right. So, uh, we did get that dog. I think I flew out on that Wednesday. Mm Mm-hmm. And we got the dog that Friday and <laughs> Colby is good. Nice. Uh, I think at one point, Karen, my wife and my three sons, Evan, Owen and Kean, none of them were keen on the dog. Now I think almost all of them like the dog more than, uh, more than I like. I uh, no, I like the dog too, but they, 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 the dog's really grown on them. Mm-hmm. Evan is just not in the house because he's at college. So he hasn't had the chance to do his fun and funny things with the dog. But uh, yeah, it's been good. She's been good. And we're great to have her. Uh, it's hard to imagine it's been a full year. But yeah, yeah things have been good. Like uh New England here in Boston and Massachusetts, like many other parts of the country, we've seen progression through this pandemic and with a lot of restrictions either sort of falling away or sort of reverting into a new normal. Haven't said that phrase in a while. So I think ministry, life, school, business, all those things are are, are chugging along. And so things are things are good.
0: Mm. Yeah. No, that that's uh that's awesome. I, I think I didn't mention this earlier, but I just remembered that the reason why you um you know we had to reschedule the previous recording also meant that when I was in Boston just for a day, we mm. we didn't weren't able to cross paths. So yes. I was a little bummed about that. But uh, I'm sure there will be other times uh for that to happen. So
2: yeah, like maybe yeah. in a few months. In, <laughs> in a few <laughs> maybe. months, that's
0: right. Okay, so we're gonna just dive right into it. So uh, in our most recent episode, or most likely our most recent episode, um, that uh, we had a guest on, Jason Tarn. He's the lead English pastor at Houston Chinese Church. And uh, as part of, you know, our conversation with him, he gave a little plug for the um, the Chinese Heritage Church Ministry Collective. Uh, and I have to think hard to make sure I get all the words in that phrase correct, um, a little plug about this um, gathering of English-speaking ministers from the Chinese Heritage Church that's going to be happening. And he specifically mentioned that, you know, uh, associated you with, with this this gathering as something that you've been working on for some time. And so we had actually, Jalen and I already both knew about it, and we had been talking with you, you know, but kind of behind-the-scenes about having you come on and just share a little bit about this opportunity. Um, Even before Jason had mentioned it. So it it just the timing is good. And so maybe you could tell us a little bit more about that. You know, what what is this um, ministers collaborative? No, sorry, collective ministers collective. Yes, yes,
2: it is confusing. Anything with Chinese heritage church has a lot of C's in it, as many of our church names can attest. So Mm -hmm. uh, I'll back up and give the context. And I know these these words are totally interchangeable, but they're actually in my brain, they work out. The Ministers Collective is the first public event held by a little group called the Chinese Heritage Church Collaborative. And that's a collaboration of pastors. And it's on our website, ChineseHeritageChurch.com. I don't even yeah. know our website's name, something like that. And uh, and basically, uh, actually someone like you, if if I had gotten the chance to know you a little bit sooner, probably things would have played out a little differently as well. But over the years, having the opportunity to preach at each other's churches, and God's just been really gracious to let me have an opportunity to visit churches. And you know the deal, oftentimes it's you stay with that person's like that pastor and their family, his or her home, and you get to know their church and um, you see, Some of the most committed lay leaders of their group, because it's a retreat or a conference, and you really get to know a feel for the church. Or if I'm preaching there on a Sunday at their church, I get a vibe for that. And one of the greatest joys I have when I speak at churches is to actually get to know the other pastors, and especially from other Chinese heritage churches. That is, churches from a Chinese background, and there's so much in common. And I I know we've covered this a little bit in other podcasts. You've had other folks on, but I don't just mean in the U.S., but I mean internationally, anywhere in the English-speaking world, because that's probably my limitation so in canada and then also europe like uk and ireland and sweden and norway and places like that so having said all that i remember talking to pastors starting around 2016 thinking hey talking to a pastor i've really enjoyed getting to know you as i visited your church and we can share a lot and talking about the commonalities of serving in chinese heritage churches would you be interested if i don't know we had a gathering like this and pretty much everyone said yes and I, you know, kept asking from like for like three, four, five, six years, until one day I just really felt like the time had come where there was enough of maybe interest, or if we're gonna do this, to really just do it. So back in 2019, by the grace of God, I think about 26 or 27 pastors came to our church in Boston on their own dime. Uh, <laughs> there's no one famous there except Jesus. There's there's no big conference. It was a colloquium which is another C term, collaborative colloquium. But the colloquium, if you look it up as I had to, is a working group. So again, it wasn't a conference. We came and we basically, in the two days we were there, spent 60% of the time sharing about your own church and family. And that was very meaningful. That's something you can't get sitting in in the audience of a great conference, but actually just sharing and learning about other people and sharing about yourself. And so it's on the website, but basically, did you guys want to do this again? Was it helpful, or do we just get enough connection to share each other's youth pastor cell phone numbers to each other, so they can now hit each other up for speakers? And short version is, yeah, they found it helpful, and so mm-hmm. it's on the website. It's actually in a paper, I think, on a website. And long story short, um, having made these connections, what could be something we would do? Now, I'm not sure the world needs another nonprofit. <laughs> I'm not sure the evangelical world needs another conference. Um, but I do think there's a niche here. There's something that is particular and unique. Mm-hmm. Um, and that is gathering people who are serving in a Chinese heritage church anywhere in the world that would be willing to come here and do things in English with us to, to connect with each other, to collect together. So it's literally collective. And we say the word, I say the word collective because it literally is just a collection of ministers. And number two, it's not a traditional conference. Uh, in fact, when I was, it, it's, it's basically, bringing people there. So one of the lines I would try to use to explain to people is this is a gathering that we hope you will find more about connection Mm -hmm. rather than content. I mean, I hope there will be good content, meaning what is said from the front or in your groups of talking to people will be helpful, but I think it's the connection. In fact, when I proposed this for this last budget coming into this church cycle, uh, for continuing education for our church, I said, I'd like to invite all the English speaking ministry staff to go. And then our well-meaning deacon said, well, do they all have to go? It's expensive, it's cost a lot of money. Um, can maybe some of you go and then you bring back the the, the, the talks? And I said, oh, there no. aren't really talks. <laughs> so I just say it here in a 90 minute session of the four or five we're gonna have, there's only gonna be people speaking from the, this might hurt <laughs> publicity, I suppose, but there's only gonna be about 20 some minutes of talking from the front for mm-hmm. each of those sessions mm-hmm. on topics that we think are very salient. Uh, to chinese heritage churches maybe not even salient but maybe in some ways a little bit particular or dare i even say unique and so the rest of the time we really want to invite people it's unclear depending on the numbers of registration people we have like what but we'd like them to be at tables and we'd like them to turn to each other i don't know if we'll assign the seats or if they're going to find people or whatever but that's the idea now so john if you know as we get older conferences aren't like, I mean, I think mean professional conferences, not like when you go speak or, or they're really less about going to sessions, mm-hmm. more about booking coffee with your friend during one of yeah. the sessions so you can catch up. So my hope is you don't need to skip our session to catch up with someone. You can literally catch up with them in mm-hmm. the session as part of a guided conversation. So the ministers collective is literally a collection of people ministering. You could be a paid person, a staff person, you could be a lay leader, a lot of English ministries a lot of the people in an English congregation, it's a volunteer. Yeah. and A lot of the English, quote unquote, pastors and ministers are really youth ministers or youth directors. Um, and often they're as young as a college student in some parts of the country where there's really no one else around except a mm-hmm. no volunteer. So it's really, if you feel that, if you identify that, then we'd love people to consider. And if it would be hopeful to come and collect, um, and there's some other initiatives we have in mind, but this is all live in real time. We're still very much figuring things out so i don't actually mind if it's not a lot of people go because it's a lot easier to manage but if this sounds like it'd be useful i'm not aware in recent years i think COI, chinese christian center of world evangelization they did have some events i think most recently maybe eight or nine years ago in bali and i think they did have a second gen or english ministry thing and i know that my last senior pastor stephen chin before he retired and some friends mm-hmm. in norway they were there together but i don't know the i'm not sure the representation and i don't mean like did people represent their kind i mean i don't know how many people went all the way to bali for that event um, from the chinese heritage church because a lot of the english ministries i know may not have the funds to send someone to bali for a Hmm. Mm multi-day conference um but houston is hopefully you know central at least to the contiguous u.s and it's cheaper than boston in may uh so so that's the hope so basically collecting people together to see what the Lord may do as people uh, gather in a room with other ministers.
0: Yeah. You know, A lot of the questions that I was thinking of asking you, you, you have already unpacked them a bit. Um, there are some things I want to dig into, but maybe before we do that, just very basically for anyone that's listening, that this is the first time you're hearing of this, mm. um, this collective. Uh, where is it? When is it? Yeah. How do people sign up? What's yeah. the cost? Things like that.
2: You might even have the actual website better than me uh, if you can look it up while I'm sharing. So yeah. the dates are designed for admittedly people in full-time ministry, meaning mm-hmm. it's the middle of the week, Tuesday, Thursday, Wednesday, which also allow- so allows the pastor or minister to be able to not miss a weekend. And my best limited understanding is that those tend to be the more affordable dates anyway, for travel mm-hmm. compared to vacation, things like that. Although you're competing with the business group, it's in May uh may two to four and it will be held at houston chinese Church's pearland campus so actually jason tarn your guest on the previous episode yep. if the order is correct he's the that's their site um i think one day that that location may be a campus or another church I that's up to them i don't know what the latest plans but that's that's where it'll be and we're actually really hoping that everyone who registers well actually i think you have to go through our reservation block at the hotel down there which is reflected on our website because I think it's all full now. But the idea here is if it's about connection, then even if, I mean, unless you really wanna save the money, we're really hoping everyone will actually check in and stay at the same hotel. Mm-hmm. That's really about the overall experience. So wouldn't it wouldn't be cool to say that like pretty much everyone in this session, as we wrap up our first evening, you're all gonna see each other in the hotel in about 30 minutes, right? Yeah. Same hotel. You can talk in the lounge or the lobby, visit each other in your rooms and do things like that. So it's a heavily on connection. Mm-hmm. Um that's mm-hmm. the idea. So that's the dates Tuesday to Thursday, May two to four in Houston, Texas.
0: Yeah. No, that that's awesome. I, I think Jalen and I both mentioned in previous episodes that we are planning to go. Um, I just registered recently. Um and yeah, I'm looking forward to exactly what you talked about is that connection piece. Um, and, and content is great, in my opinion. But I think over the years, I've just been reminded both through my own experience and, and with friends who are in ministry, that serving in full-time ministry as pastors, especially in the Chinese Heritage Church, can be a very lonely place. Um, you know, and, and as much as we have relationship and friendships with the people we serve, I also think that, you know, in my in my opinion, um, there are, I don't know if, what's the right word for this, but maybe like limits to where those friendships are or the depth of things that we can talk about in ministry. Um, we may not be able to explore all of those with the people we're directly serving. And so in my own life, you know, the Lord has really, really used friendships with people who are doing what I'm doing, who've been called to similar things that I've been called to, um, to encourage me to, you know, uh, help me to press on when things have been hard or challenging or um, uncertain, you know, like to kind of give me the the faith and courage to step into whatever the Lord has for me. And, uh, you know, I know that those relationships don't always develop organically, you know, mm-hmm. like we have to be very intentional about it. And so, mm-hmm. Uh, I'm thankful for something like this. I, I'll add a second piece, you know, to that too is, uh, you know, I grew up attending CCUC in Chicago It's this big independent Chinese church, um, which when, when it's independent, you have a, a tendency to maybe be a little more isolated or you don't have naturally built in relationships. Now I'm serving in uh, a CMA church in the Alliance. And, um, there were, there were more relationships I think that could be formed because it was just more opportunities for connection, more opportunities for network, networking and stuff that was built into the life of my ministry. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I, I think this is, this is great for, you know, especially those Chinese, uh, heritage churches that are in places where they might just be like three to five, you know, in a city or, one within a 30 minute drive or an hour drive right, of right. you and you know yeah. this is great
2: so well and let's be a little not to be brutally honest but in a lot of cities those three churches may have come from the same church at one point and <laughs> it may have been sadly it may have been tension or conflict or a split. Yeah. not to say the split was not a legitimate or that it was somehow a, a mistake but it, 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 that's another reason why it makes it challenging Um, we call it the chinese church network you can be doesn't matter what denomination is i feel like my chinese counterpart pastors they know a lot of what's going on in the other chinese heritage churches chinese congregations and uh it's a powerful asset at times Mm
1: -hmm. and other
2: times it can be very yeah kind of yeah overwhelming to know how quickly news can travel among um (laughs) among churches so yeah and and you were asking about how to register i had to look it up uh it's chineseheritagechurch.com uh we try to make it very affordable um, pricing wise and Mm -hmm. and and i just want to say here that we really understand or try to understand that a lot of our chinese heritage churches uh, being perhaps smaller medium size and being perhaps where they're coming from from a organizational development standpoint may not have a may not have a lot of continuing education uh, funds set aside for a minister or a pastor. So uh, we tr- we try to be very, quote unquote, approvable. And by that, I mean, we design the website so you could share with your elders, or your deacons, or your lay people, those that are responsible for stewarding the finances, you know, of God's, you know, God's mm-hmm. people giving his work. And they want to know, is this worthwhile to the pastor? And if, if anyone listening has a suggestion for how to not change the website to sell it better, but to put information present it in a way that would be helpful to really convey the spirit of this event because as you said a lot of times people aren't quitting ministry or at least not quitting the chinese heritage church over doctrine it's a lot of times it's discouragement it's Mm -hmm. tension it's interpersonal challenges and so so we recognize that and so try to make it very affordable Um, if you register we do plan to have ways probably it will show up a little bit later on as we get closer to the event where we're going to be able to Put everyone in a way they can if they want to communicate with each, with each other so yeah. that they can either figure out housing and or figure out like um uh like ride shares ride like share yeah mm-hmm. from the airport uh, but that's a little bit later on Yeah. Um, so but but we recognize the cost. like i actually <laughs> i could get in trouble i literally have a double even though i have no roommates for my church staff because i'm honestly keeping it open in case someone wants to you know stay for not for free but like stay on my church's generosity so mm-hmm. my church I mm-hmm. kind of budget it that way. So if you know anyone, a, a male <laughs> that needs a room and really could be blessed by that, just offsetting that, you know, that monetary issue, then uh, let me know offline. Um,
1: mm-hmm.
0: yeah. yeah, no, no, I love that, and I think it really speaks to to not just your heart, but I, the heart of the whole team that's putting this together. Um, you know, as you were sharing just about the vision of, or, or uh, just what you're imagining and hoping for. Um, to see uh, people, pastors sitting around tables, connecting. Um, Yeah. I was just curious, like, do you anticipate there being a wide range of kind of the ministry areas Um, in some churches? uh, Your English speaking pastor might be basically everything doing every ministry from the nursery or children's ministry all the way up through whoever. And then in other churches, you have the specialist, Uh, in some ways though I imagine that person still wears quite a few hats Um, yeah and and so do you uh, you know like I'm just curious like is there any plans for um, how to people to how to help people uh, make connections because I imagine if you had a hundred people going I'm not going in there meeting a hundred people I mean I might meet a hundred people but I don't think I'm coming out of it with a hundred relationships on the way out. I mean, yeah. some people might be able to do that or feel like they're doing yeah. that, but you know, for an introvert like me, I, I don't <laughs> think that's necessarily the case. So
2: yeah, you're a strange breed, John, a person <laughs> who's done youth ministry for decades and who's an introvert. That's, that's great. Actually, I think a lot of Asian pastors are introverted. They just have a very affable personality, especially when they're in front leading worship or preaching. No, so that's, that's exactly right. Um, so for example, 're probably depending on how the registration goes there could be a ton of people that are basically youth ministers and I say youth minister because they're not ordained yet by some mm. slower moving Chinese heritage churches that maybe don't ordain or literally I know a church that's didn't ordain for this for 30 40 years of his existence you know um, for all those sorts of reasons so the topics we've chosen are trying to be trans uh, like go across, um they translate across like different life yeah. stage ministries so mm-hmm. it's right on a website you've got a couple of sessions preserve persevering in mystery difficulties um David Tang and Stephen Su honestly David Tang from Dallas Chinese Bible Church I, anyone who knows the Chinese Heritage Church in the Texas area is known that that church is no stranger to challenges both external that you could Google Dallas Chinese Bible Church bus accident and van accident you will hear a tragic this is back in the eighties and nineties. It's, it's one of the reasons why Chinese heritage church in Texas, when they go on youth conferences, they all rent coach buses mm-hmm. because there's some horrible, you know, tragedy with car accidents and stuff, but also that one church, as much as it's great, has, you know, had its own share of things that have spawned church splits and things like that. And so Stephen Sue has also gone through some of that. So really having someone share about that, um, the other, another topic, when you hit the wall, look for the door, uh, basically barry and gaylord i mean like uh these guys have been in ministry a long time and actually Mm -hmm. in a few churches for a very long time and so um and then rocky and justin Rocky's great so he was at ocm church in new york city's chinatown for a long time he genuinely was searching for a church position for many for long many months and he ends up being right now i think he's the only chinese dude in this church (laughs) and was him and his wife right and then justin young who is half chinese serving at the chinese christian church of indianapolis he, this is actually his first Chinese heritage church. <laughs> He's always been in white churches. So recognizing that's a very common path. People coming from outside the Chinese heritage church are coming in to serve. And mm-hmm. they really need to adopt a missionary mindset because culturally it's very different. Um, and churches, people that maybe um, served in a Chinese heritage church, maybe even grew up or have that same background. But, you know, for whatever reason, the Lord is leading them. They discern to outside that church. So we want to recognize those paths. And then um, Jennifer Ting and Sandy Liu, just uh, two great leaders uh, that I've gotten to know over the last 10 years or so, uh, speaking about difficulties. And <laughs> again, that, I don't want to steal thunder from all the presenters. They're presenters because they're only giving like 10 minutes each. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, uh, and I, I'll go ahead and explain the concept here. What we wanted to do is we wanted each pair of speakers to work it out together. And what they're really doing is one person is sharing a vignette, a really brief, like eight to 10 minute story mm-hmm. that's meant to prime the pump of our of our participants. And then the next person is going to offer the starting point of reflecting, like biblically on it. Like, so you know, David Tang will share, and then Stephen Sue will, you know, will share sort of after him to kind of think, as I heard David's sharing, here's what I'm thinking. Now, we've told all the presenters. The, the, the person who go second, they're not evaluating the first person's life. They're no. not giving advice. They're just gonna take set the tone for what we're gonna then do. So like David yeah. Tang will share about difficulties. Steven C will set the stage and say, as I hear this, I, this is what I'm thinking. Mm-hmm. And then again, we haven't figured out those details. You know, if there's only 20, 30 people there, honestly, you could shuffle around all the tables by the end. But yeah, if there's like 80 or hundred people, maybe mm-hmm. it doesn't make sense to switch tables so much because you're not gonna get to know anyone super deep, right? um so but then basically the next 60 70 minutes you're going to turn to your group and you're going to just reflect and share so my hope is that as you're here you're listening to other people in those same contexts. i hope you hear things that will be challenging and inspiring but i hope you'll hear things that are like i can relate to that
1: and mm-hmm. right? maybe mm-hmm.
2: i don't have a, another chinese heritage church <laughs> like someone recently told me oh i know pastor justin he's in the biggest chinese heritage church in indianapolis i like Oh, that's great! I know him too. Isn't it the only like? Is it the only? I mean, you know, like, and not to you know, not to take a dig at Indianapolis, but yeah. there, are, there are places like where you are in the Bay Area. Mm-hmm. There's a ton of Asians and Chinese heritage churches, um, and then there's other places in the country where and around the world where there aren't that many. So mm-hmm. then, the next bounce of time is just listening and sharing and making those connections because I think mm-hmm. there's mm-hmm. connections that come from actually, oh, I have that struggle too. It's not about us giving each other advice. It's not about us commiserating. It's not about us dumping on our churches. It's about, wow, yeah. these people, I think we already have a lot in common and maybe that will foster some encouragement and mm-hmm. some industry thinking. So to get to your point about like affinity and connecting people, if you look on our website, there's actually two fairly sizable TBD, to be determined blocks. One of them is right before dinner on Wednesday. And one of them is like the the entire last evening from 8.30 on. And part of that is we want to see who registers and how many people register so we can design it we do have a couple ideas of like hey just let's do tables everyone in youth ministry go over here or everyone in this midwest go over there so there's Mm -hmm. a bunch of ways we can make that connections and we want to give space for that um the schedule looks full but i hope it won't feel full because you're actually just talking for people around you for like a lot i mean if anything it'll be very tiring to an introvert (laughs) or someone that doesn't (laughs) want to talk that much um And so that's really the goal. So we do want to have a couple of times and places where people can hopefully have some breathing room and, hey, I heard you share at our table, you want to grab dinner tonight together, for example, or can we exchange cells? So we're going to be very liberal about saying, hey, if you're willing to exchange cell numbers, that might be something you want to do, or or email or something like that to just connect. And so that's really what we hope to do. But as far as like how we're going to suggest people to connect affinity-wise by region, by life stage ministry, by whatever, by age, like, you know, around here in New England, there aren't a lot of people in English pastoral ministry that are in their like 25th year. I'm Mm -hmm. not quite there, but I'm getting there. And there's just not a lot of people. And actually, as I look around the country, sometimes it feels like, you know, people have moved on to bigger and better churches or whatever, and I'm still in a Chinese heritage church, right, that's definitely a vibe some people have. So, so I hope it'll be helpful for people connecting, but those are some of the ways we're designing it and hopefully mm-hmm. it'll serve people.
0: Yeah. I mean, I, I'm already sold, so you don't have to convince me, but I, I think what you've been sharing is just so helpful for anyone that might be listening. And, um, and I would just encourage them to really consider this as not just something as like, Oh, this would be nice to go to, but this would be, it's important. I think for us in ministry to have these partnerships and connections and even kind of the, the structure that you're putting in place of these two speakers working together—that's the collaboration. That—that's a picture of the collaboration. I think that this whole group is is trying to lean into, and and I think that's just better for us as pastors. It's better for our ministries. The more we collaborate, and I think right now this is a collaboration within a specific, you know, cultural heritage group. Um, though even within that, it's going to be wildly diverse. Um, mm-hmm. but I think it also can lead and springboard into partnerships and collaboration that are outside of our maybe more nuanced or specific cultural heritage. Yeah. Um, yeah, so it, it, it's great. I'm I'm super excited. Um, you know, one of the things that I was, I guess, curious about for you personally. Um when you, when you think about this gathering and, you know, I'm I'm assuming that because you've been involved in the planning, I know it's not all you and that there's a whole team behind this. Um, but, but for you, what are you hoping to receive, uh, for yourself? And then what mm-hmm. are you hoping that anyone that goes might, you know, um, yeah, might walk away with, because yeah. I, I think, I mean, you've already shared quite a bit of what you're hoping they'll walk away with, but was there anything specific? Yeah,
2: yeah. No, that's great. Sorry, and I'm, I'm ruining your th- thoughtfully planned out question plan <laughs> uh, but because uh, uh, I overshare. So it's so a couple of things, and I feel like this might be touching upon some of the things we said maybe in our first time we got to do the podcast together when you invited me uh, maybe a while back. Um, knowing that this is designed for ministers, like if you're on the OBC side, you're welcome to come. If you're not in a Chinese heritage church, you're welcome to come too. It's just we just want everyone to know that that's sort of who we're designing this for. There are a lot of conferences and events already for just generally speaking evangelical churches. And so that's fine. You know, and again, we're not checking cards at the door. Are you an English minister at the door? But I hope that people, if they go, they'll understand this is who we're trying to serve. Um it's not a high value service from the standpoint of a publisher. It's not a high value service in terms of big conference planners because they wouldn't have the numbers to justify the investment. So I get that. So that's why we're doing this. So I just think, you know, it, it's going to either be the best of its kind or the worst, because it's probably the only thing of its kind that I'm aware of right now. Um, and actually, I've looked into other ethnic heritage collectives and, and sort of networks. There are, there are a variety of Korean American ones. Uh, there's actually quite a bit. And they, some of them have national sort of nationally known conferences or events. But I don't know that they're actually grassroots wise nationally. I'm not saying we're better, but it's just there is no large Chinese American Christian thing. Not there. I mean, there are. There's a Chinese American um, uh, sort of ABC piece in the Alliance in your denomination. There's the the Baptists as well. You know, our friend Hanley and some others in that. But, but in generally speaking, it doesn't really cross those sort of denominational lines. When it comes to the hope, though, switching gears a little bit. A lot of times when I talk to a minister and he or she they're thinking about leaving the Chinese Heritage Church or even leaving ministry in general. And sometimes, I guess I'm at the age now or at the stage in my ministry where I happen to find myself, not a lot, but in those places where, before someone makes that decision to tell their board or their senior pastor or whatever that they're gonna maybe step in or leave, I found myself having conversations with them. And it's a really sacred space because, wow, like you're thinking of a major change in your ministry as the Lord leads and you're interested in what I think. So I'm really grateful to be able to share that conversation. I don't know if anyone should leave the Chinese Heritage Church. I don't know if anyone should stay in it. What I do know is I would not want people to leave because they've lost hope for what God is mm, doing. Mm-hmm. Or if they're discouraged about their calling. Yeah. There's a difference between being I'm not very good as a preacher. I'm not gifted versus I'm a terrible Christian or I'm a bad minister. And I think we need to acknowledge the difference between our gifting and our worth. And that's a lifelong challenge I think for mm-hmm, at least mm-hmm. many of us. But so if someone comes and they're on the verge of quitting uh, ministry or even the chinese heritage church you know my i'm this is not an attempt to make everyone stay in the chinese heritage church but this isn't a cha- this is an opportunity to maybe be encouraged to see what god is doing and that there is a lot of great hope and there's a, a lot of incredible resilience and faith i just don't think that that's picked up by christianity today
1: mm-hmm. or
2: by you know um other mainstream evangelical places. And we talk about this, and I've said this here uh, on another interview, or this, I think it was actually this podcast, actually someone someone called, or well, not called me, quoted me, like, you know, a lot of times when we see in evangelical circles, Asian American ministry, it's like literally three Korean brothers, right? So, mm-hmm. so I mean, it's great, they're Asian American for sure, but, and even then, I really think there's a difference between Asian American East Asian American versus South Asian. So there's a lot more diversity out there. And so I think everyone gets that. But my hope is that some will go away feeling like I am pretty down or discouraged maybe at the Chinese heritage church, Mm -hmm. but maybe I'm seeing God working and maybe I just need to be aware of that. Or if you're listening to this, you go, man, I, Who leads the Chinese heritage church? This place is awesome. I love it here. That's great. But Mm -hmm. then maybe someone should be blessed to hear your story and that we can encourage each other. Uh, That's in the Bible. When I'm down, you can lift me up and vice versa. So that's a big piece there. I think the other big piece, very practically, is to find people you can talk to. So allow me to, to transition into just we've got a I've got a bunch of ideas. I won't say everyone, like so I won't blame anyone else in the job, but like I've got these kind of crazy ideas of what might happen like if we can do so i would just i've never said this publicly i've only said this to the exec team as we're planning the event as well as the executive team of the collaborative but you know the doctor of ministry cohort model mm-hmm. um, you pay money you do it th- it's an incredibly lucrative doc- doctoral program for seminaries it's a very good way to enable alumni connections but it's also here's what it comes down to for a lot of us we don't have anyone who would read a book with us and talk to, to be honest. So honestly, a lot of people that I've talked over the years that get a lot of value out of a doctor of ministry program or DMIN program is honestly, I have friends that'll read a book with me and I could talk with them about that. Like for you yourself or maybe myself, if our staff team, if our English ministry team just read the book, we'd already have Mm -hmm. more friends in that collegial setting than a lot of other people. And so I've had this idea of like this sort of various cohorts imagine so like a youth ministry cohort yeah first five years you pay a nominal fee you get your church to pay a nominal fee just so everyone's got skin in the game and goes and imagine with the technology we have now you go for a monthly zoom meeting with that cohort maybe 10 mm-hmm. or 12 other youth pastors in chinese heritage churches from around the country of the world and that monthly meeting is like there's a seasoned youth minister like yourself or someone else they're just connecting and then they're sharing there's some reading in between and maybe there's a uh, on the other off weeks they connect with them and then like a typical cohort residential program maybe one week out of that year imagine they fly to your church Mm -hmm. or they fly to my church in Boston or they fly to Jason's church in Houston and they spend a week there like 12 youth pastors around the country obviously they're going to need raised money support because Most youth pastors don't have the money to do that, but if we can chip in and help them, imagine, and and so that one week they're in Boston, I would love to host them in my house. I would love to, you know, have table fellowship with them. I'd love to take them to staff meetings, see what it looks like in the English side, on the all staff Chinese side. I'd love to take them to an elders meeting, a deacons meeting, love worship service, just so they can, again, we are not a perfect church, but just to see a different church, like behind (laughs) the scenes. And then, you know, because they're with each other, these 10 to 12 when they're in their bedrooms without me they can talk about my church and what they would do differently if they were at my instead of, just and my my dream for that is imagine the mileage
1: mm, you mm-hmm.
2: take if in your first five years of ministry you actually had an experience like that with other youth pastors yeah even if you don't don't stay in youth ministry or mm-hmm. in chinese heritage churches hopefully you've made some pretty significant investment to support each other in the coming years ahead for ministry. Yeah. So that is one crazy idea. Like I'd love for people to go to West Houston Chinese Church and hang out with Dave Shu, or Houston Chinese Church and Jason or or San Diego um, with Stephen Sue. Just these mm-hmm. would be sort of, the, that's one initiative that I would yeah. love to see the collaborative do along with many other things. So that's the kind of thing that, and again, we don't have to run it. I don't need more work. If someone else wants to do it, that's great. But I do think there's something about guarding, being a custodian of the brand and the quality. By brand, I don't mean this brand that everyone wants to be a part of. I mean that you know, if a church is gonna commit funds to invest in their pastoral staff, it yeah, is yeah. very appropriate that they know who is behind those events, that there's accountability, and there's a clear purpose behind it. So yeah, I yeah. think that's why in our website, we're trying to list, we actually have more advisors that are on the website. We're just slow in getting that on there. But if you're an OBC pastor, and you're kind of skeptical about american-born or english-speaking ministers getting together because mm-hmm. that can be a little intimidating why are all these english pastors getting together are mm-hmm. they you know do they not like us like it, it can be very unsettling yeah. but if you're on the overseas born chinese side you look at the list of churches i hope you'll go actually i've heard of these churches i actually don't know the names because none of the guys are famous but those churches have been around a while and by the grace of god they've seen the lord you know bless them through the various decades. And so that would be one crazy thing that would love to like I'd love to host 12 youth pastors around the country in my house for a week. And maybe one day they could see Boston, you know, obviously just for the sightseeing. But most of it's like ministry, talking about a book together, mentoring time. And then just imagine if you did that with solo pastors cuz maybe we do a Zoom group for solo pastors. Yeah. Cuz you're right, they do it all. And how do they support each other? And that sometimes a lot of times our OBC counterpart god bless them they don't really speak english sometimes so there's some really wonderful senior pastors that are that are leading their counterpart english minister and they have some years of experience on them but they don't speak english really well and that's not a critique but it's just presents a challenge to really support each other and i actually know some mandarin speaking obc pastors that have sort of reached out and said can you talk to my english pastor because i can't understand them as well and i can't communicate and i just want them to have friends mm-hmm. support. So that would be another great, like maybe online monthly zoom roundtable or prayer. So there's a lot of cool connections that I hope God could really use to encourage people for health and longevity ministry. Yeah. And again, if it's all spontaneous and grassroots and the collaborative doesn't have to put any, you know, human resources behind it. Great. Yeah. It's <laughs> God. But if, you know, we can just coordinate a little bit, put a little time and money and structure and accountability, and that could really help, then by all means, hopefully some of those will be generated by our time together. So that's yeah. sort of what I'm hoping. Some that the intangible encouragement that comes from seeing God work. But I really do hope that there will be some practical initiatives that can come out that could really do some good. Even if the collaborative doesn't exist in five years, I hope those relationships will endure mm-hmm. for the rest of our lives.
0: You know, uh, I think as as a young pastor, like this is the thing that maybe in that moment, I didn't know. I needed it. Um, but looking back on my time, then I think about how just how valuable that sort of relationship, those sorts of friendships and partnerships and, and even partnership might not be the right word, because if you're like split across three time zones, right? partnership is it's very different than if you're in the same city or if you're an hour away or something. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think if for nothing else than just that mutual encouragement, would, yeah. would be so valuable. I'll add to this, uh, to your list of ideas, you know, partly because Jalen and I have talked about this as an idea for the podcast. Maybe there's a way we can kind of work on it together. Um, is like, even for something as simple as if we just gathered everyone's like top three best youth games from their youth <laughs> sure, and had yeah. a database, like I would have paid good money for that because <laughs> that was not my strength. Um, and so, yeah, you know, even even I mean, that's a little bit of a silly thing, though, I think if you ask a lot of youth pastors, they would say, No, that's not that's not as silly as you think. That's it not is. silly. That's actually really hard to yeah. do silly. Yeah. 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 So
2: I, I you know, that's so cool because I guess, you know, when we did the first colloquium, I didn't know if anyone anything was going to come out of it, which is fine. I God didn't promise me that anything would come out of it. I just thought he was I think I I don't think I've said this publicly either. I felt I was so blessed. Because I I know a lot of guys don't get to leave their church to minister or preach at places because of whatever reason. So as I got to go to these places, I got to get to know basically guys just like me, men and women Mm -hmm. who are serving ministry. I felt blessed and I felt like I should steward those relationships. And so I really wanted to kind of see how we could maybe structure and share that. And if um, and if. When people come to Boston, because it is a destination for people to go for work or school, and they're coming from places, it's really, really encouraging when they tell me about their Chinese heritage church. And I say, oh, I know, and I say their pastor's first name, if, if maybe 10, 20 years from now, a lot of people hitting college or work as they move around the country, if they say, it feels like all our English pastors and ministers know each other and That's like right. speak well of each other and we can extend the pastoral net of care and pastoral concern across the -hmm. English speaking world, Uh, I think that would be very encouraging. That's not to keep them all in our Chinese heritage churches. I don't know the future of Mm -hmm. the Chinese heritage church, especially as immigration patterns change from the prominent East Asian locations of Hong Kong, Taiwan, China, Singapore, and other places. But it is to say, because we're not really trying, we shouldn't be, although I know it feels that way, we're not competing with each other. We're really trying to lift each other up. We're trying to encourage each other. So that would be a really marvelous dream. And again, if the collaborative is long gone and no one remembers it, but those relationships have endured for even just one, a few years, or I mean, dare I even dream like a generation. um, And then the next generation, God will do his thing again in the next generation. And it might take a different form with different people. And if no one remembers our names, that's great. As long as Jesus is glorified. But that's sort of the spirit of this for our season, for our time. How can we really build each other up and encourage people in their faithful, mm-hmm. loving service to the Lord in Chinese yeah. churches?
0: and I love that like what you described about having um like a young person show up at your church and you're you're able to be there and say, "You know I have a relationship with where you came from, with the people who are back home, and I think that means a lot in someone feeling like this this can be a place that I can look into mm-hmm. or a place where I can grow I feel like just doing this podcast with Jalen, we've had that opportunity with all the guests we've had on. Mm. Um, But this is one way, like it's a benefit to the two of us. Um, And I think what the collective is going to do is it's going to open that up for, for all sorts of pastors and ministers and lay leaders, even, because I know you said that it's not limited just to the professional pastor, um, but that you're hoping that there'll be elders and leaders and, you know, Uh, ministry volunteers too. And especially when in the youth world, oftentimes at churches, the youth person, their youth pastor is a volunteer pastor. Right, and, right. and so I, I'm I'm just loving that this is a, a resource. Um, you know, I think before we hit the record button, you know, like I said, well, you know, Jalen's not on tonight. So maybe it'll be a shorter conversation because it's just the yeah. two of us. But this is about the same length as we normally go, if not longer. I apologize. So, no, that's not you. I think it's, again, we're talking about something that's important and that's, that's a good thing. So uh, just as we wrap up, since it is getting later, um, did you have any last thoughts about the collective you wanted to share? Um, or if not that, then any encouragement you might have for a pastor who's listening to the podcast. Yeah,
2: I, I'm always wary about that because I don't know if I have anything worth saying at the end for a last thought. But here's a thought that, that may be very applicable to only a few people, but I think it might be worth helping those. There may be some people listening or who hear about the collective that feel like I really need to go. And they're going to feel like they need to lean hard on their church to let them go. I guess what I'm saying is, if you feel that urgency, I think it's good to listen to that urgency, but it may be worth considering to not, I don't know, out of the urgency, um, maybe start the conversation of connecting with other pastors in other locations on a on maybe a foot that leaves a sour taste in some of your church leaders mouths like i guess my hope is if this thing really seems to scratch an itch and you really can't make it or it's like there's funding then reach out to us or just let people know mm-hmm. call call john asking for money and that's fine or jalen's church but but i think if if this is genuinely a need that is there i have hope that the lord will allow it to continue yeah, um, yeah maybe there'll be regional versions of this. Maybe there'll be Mm -hmm. other national things. We have no idea. I have nothing planned for afterwards. I think we have some of those initiatives ideas, but like this is a very organic, it's truly a movement in the sense of, I don't have a clear idea if what's going to happen. It may end and not. So I guess what I would say is, please consider this if it's something that you think would be really, really helpful. Uh, We don't need another conference just to Having another conference for people to go and your time, if you're a minister or pastor listening to this, or a lay leader, your time and your money is precious and valuable. So, you know, go to a better conference by all means. (laughs) But if you think connecting with other people from the Chinese Heritage Church world um, could be a unique and potentially helpful thing, then yeah, uh, let us know and sign up. And um, yeah, we'd love to see you there in May. Which is weird for me to say because I'm I'm not a hard sell guy. Um, there's a lot of churches in our area much more hard sell. I've been in churches where the preacher goes up and says, "Come to this event; it's going to be epic." And I go, "Wow, I've never felt so confident about any of our programs that I call it epic or awesome." I mean, I'll have a good time, I hope, but you know, it, <laughs> maybe it's my Chineseness. But but I guess what I would say humbly, if you think this is helpful, then may it really be helpful to you. And if not, then God bless you, and you know, we'll see you. At another thing in the future at the next conference or event but um yeah and thank you guys uh, jalen and you john for uh just doing this uh, you know actually the podcast concept came up very early when they said oh, we should do a podcast and then i think joey and others said oh there already is one <laughs> they have one episode out and so uh, thank you guys for this and uh i'm actually a very bad promoter i don't well i think self-promotion is the unpardonable sin in chinese heritage Church. so <laughs> i've been conditioned to not really promote um, but I recognize that maybe some people, um, you know, probably wouldn't heard about this cause we're not, we're not advertising really. We're just yeah. telling people. And, um, so thank you for using your, your stewardship of relationships and ears and attention and audience to let people know that perhaps this would be something that might interest them.
0: Yeah, absolutely. You know, we would not do it if we didn't think that this was valuable. And I think, um, like you said, the collective will either be the best or the worst because it's the only one. And we feel the same way about this podcast. It's uh, (laughs) yeah, we're in the same boat here, but thankful again, like you said, for the, the chance to connect with people and to steward what God has given us. And, and I think um, both to learn and to share from our experience and uh, what the Lord's laid on our hearts. So yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I'll see you. I'll see you in, uh, in Pearland. Is it Paralind? Paralind. I yeah. probably see you in Texas. You know, in see Maine. you in Houston. Yeah. yeah so. That's right. Thanks. Cool. Thanks for coming out again with us, Yanak.
2: My pleasure. Thanks. Thanks for having me.